This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 46, Habit Shift. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your hosts, Mark Willis and Holly Bach, invite you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious. Be stable. Be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Hello and welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Willis, and in the studio today is my co-host, Holly Buck. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. So we're going to be getting into another in our recurring series, the Circle of Life series. And today we wanted to look at a little bit about why we do what we do. You know, we all know that we need to eat healthier. We need to exercise more. Uh, you know, it's it's, be- it's it's like beach season here in Chicago. So, uh, you know, why don't we do it more? Why don't we do what we know we need to do? Uh, we've all seen the studies. We know the risks of stopping smoking or eating right or doing better with our finances. I think that it has to do more with our unconscious brain not communicating with our thinking brain. So, you know, it has to start with information. Sure, right? You know, I, I don't know that uh, smoking is bad for me, then I'll keep doing it no matter what. But after I've learned the information, it has to be followed with action. You know, it's it's how to learn about money. You know, just like we learn about other areas of life and school and et cetera, we need to learn how to save, how to manage, how to spend and grow our money. And admittedly, a lot of the places you find information these days on money, finance, personal finance, uh, it's just really junk food information. <laughs> that could be a diet book, uh, the latest fad. It could be, you know, how to, um, you know, uh, get to a retirement without taking a bunch of, you know, uh, uh, unnecessary risks. And, you know, it's news infotainment financial advice articles written by, you know, mo- mostly college interns who don't know much about the real financial strategies that are out there. Uh, That's why everywhere online you read articles telling you to max out your 401k or, you know, pay down your house as fast as possible. I really don't hear a lot of billionaires, anyway, talking about how they became billionaires by overfunding their 401k. (laughs) So, um, you know, even acting on bad information may be better than taking no action at all. Our actions are kind of like our airplane's turbine engine. You know, I was looking up at, a, at, at an airplane flying over me a few days ago, and I was really troubled by how slow it appeared to be going, at least from my <laughs> perspective. And it reminded me that you have to keep moving to stay in the air as an airplane. Uh, but if the turbine engine fails, uh, the plane falls out of the sky. And, you know, even moving in the wrong direction is better than crashing to earth, right? But then, you know, what are we supposed to do, though, when they aren't teaching this stuff in school, though? Right. Yeah, man. I mean, it certainly wasn't taught to me. Uh, growing up. Uh, In fact, you know, it was only through good graces that I got connected with real, honest um, mentors who were interested in my success and were willing to be patient with me, coach me through that, you know, that period of like chaos where you're all of a sudden all your real beliefs or first original beliefs about finances are dissolved and they bring you through that tunnel of chaos and guide you to a new way of thinking and more importantly, a new way of living. So, you know, I don't know, Holly. All I can say is that keep your eye out for those guides uh, along your path that are really looking out for your best interest to help you make that shift, not to just dump a bunch of information on you, but, you know, like a water into a bucket, but more like 
watering an acorn seed to help you actually take action with that information that they're Mm -hmm. giving you. Uh, So maybe, audience, maybe you can hear or think of someone right now. Uh, Maybe you can um, imagine someone in your life. Maybe it's a book you've read. You know, maybe it's this podcast, for example. We'd be honored to help you, guide you into a new way of thinking. Uh, Not only a new way of thinking, but a new way of living. I mean, that's why we offer a free financial consultation uh, to anyone listening here. You know, don't just take this information and let it, you know, leak out the other side of the, the ears. Go put it into action. Let it get it down to your feet. Yeah. And you ultimately, you really just have to be willing to get unstuck, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think another way of describing a habit in mm-hmm. a way is is a phase of stuckness. Right. <laughs> That's, That's not true. a word. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just kind of being stuck in a rut. And so you just kind of keep doing the same thing over and over. It's a repeated habit because you're kind of stuck. And in order to shift that habit, you have to be willing to get out of that rut and you have to be willing to get unstuck. So, I mean, if you really want to do something, ultimately, you'll find a way. Uh, If you don't, you'll find an excuse. Well, say that again, Holly. I like that a lot. (laughs) Say that again. Yeah. So if you really want to do something, you'll find a way to get it done. I mean, we all all do that and see that every day of our lives, Mm -hmm. right? Someone really, they're determined to make something happen, so they find a way. And it just happens. And people marvel at it. They're like, wow, how did they do that? And it's like, well, they were just... They ha- they wanted to do it. Yeah. You know, they wanted to do it badly enough. Hmm. Um, but if you see something or you hear something, you're like, oh, yeah, that would be a good idea for me to do. But you don't actually really want to do it. You're not motivated enough to do it. You'll yeah. find an excuse. Yeah. You know, that's when you'll wow. start saying to yourself, oh, but, but. But it's not <laughs> really, possible. That's all you need. It's mm-hmm. all you need is just that but. Um, and then, you know, it's all mm. never going to happen from that point on. Um, and it just, you know, really sometimes you just have to get frustrated and angry. You kind of have to get upset about it in order yeah. for something to change. Um, because again, that's where some of that underlying emotion is going to come from. If you have that emotion kind of fueling you, that frustration uh, fueling you, then that can kind of spur you to action um, and to actually getting something done. And you have to stop moving in one direction. You know, you have to get out of that rut. And that does take courage. And it does take overcoming a certain amount of inertia. You know, it's certainly going to take more effort to get out of that rut, um, you know, than probably any other phase in the habit shift, right? Um, That's going to be that the most effort you have to put in is breaking that original habit. Um, And then you just have to kind of make sure that you're staying conscious of everything and taking necessary steps to redirect your efforts into that new direction and that new habit. Yeah. So oftentimes, you know, I think for all of us, it's important to ask yourself, how do you personally create a habit shift? Once you've been made aware that something you're doing isn't helping you reach the goal that you really want to have. And once you kind of get, like you said, Holly, you're willing to become unstuck and you want to find a way not an excuse, then what do you do? Well, you know, something has to either affect us externally or it has to shift within us internally. So that could be, you know, the gentle process of agitation, you know, slowly Mm -hmm. over a long period of time. I'm really getting sick of seeing the scale go up a pound a year or two pounds or whatever (laughs) it is, right? Uh, Or irritation, you know, that can lead to explosions, (laughs) you know, just tearing the whole thing down, saying, all right, forget it. I'm I'm throwing all my cigarettes out the window and I'm never going to see that stuff ever again. Uh, You might also, instead of getting angry, you might get envious. You might look across the field and see that the grass is greener uh, in someone else's backyard. 
you know, wow, that guy over there never looks like he's stressed. He always drives a new-ish car. Uh, he seems to be in good shape. Uh, maybe there's something he's doing over there, and you'd be willing to accept the pain to go over there and make the journey, ask him what he's doing uh, to get to where he is or she is, right? And, you know, oftentimes I've noticed uh, to get to that point, it's oftentimes more a collection of whispers or hints that nudge us in that new direction. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just seeing one guy or one gal who's doing it right, or it's not just reading one article or two articles, but no, it's, it's this kind of, you know, this large mass of information along with emotion, along with everything else that sort of creates this avalanche of, of change in your life. Kind of like a compound effect where yeah. it just kind of keeps building and building and yeah. building where you hear it from one person, then you see it in another mm -hmm. person, then you read it in an article and it's like, right. next thing you know, you know, all these different sources are like, okay, well, I've got to do something, and you know, because it's come up this many times. Exactly. And it, and it, it does still come down sometimes to a major event. You have that heart attack and that changes mm -hmm. your diet or whatever. So, but, you know, oftentimes it, it is sort of each person has that last straw on the camel's back, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we, we all know, you know, there's probably not anyone that would, would argue that we know it's impossible to change other yeah, people, right? That's right. Um, yeah. But I think sometimes we even underestimate how hard it can be to change ourselves, mm -hmm. you know? Wow. And, you know, maybe that's part of why it's impossible to change other people, too, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, because we, we can hardly motivate ourselves to change, much less motivate others to change sometimes. Um, but really, you know, in this, when we're talking about habit shift, we're not saying, you know, don't try to become like another person or don't try to become exactly, you know, what this book is talking about. You know, don't become their, like, you know, little role model or something like that. Or don't try to be exactly like some motivational speaker you heard or, you know, just just change your behavior and your process. And that's going to help you create a new habit. You don't need to become a new person. You don't have to become someone else. Um, I mean, habits really are, they're formed over time, right? They're like layers in a rock. You know, habits are formed when we repeat the same patterns over mm. and over and over. And the more times we do them, kind of the deeper that habit, or I guess the stronger the habit becomes and kind of the deeper that rut becomes. I'll, I'll b butcher this quote, but I've heard, I'm sure lots of our listeners have heard this. Uh, you know, your, watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habit. Watch your habits uh, because they become who you are, your destiny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I've heard that one before, and I think that's a really good one because um, I think sometimes we don't even realize how easy it can be to slip into some of those, you know, maybe not yeah. so great habits. And I think it all does, it starts small. It always starts small, right? What is the first thing you think about when you get out of bed? Mm -hmm. Great first example for me anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, if, it, if it's reach for the phone, look at the news headlines. What does that put in your brain for the rest of the day? Mm -hmm. Just one thing I'm working on currently right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how do we do it? How do we actually make that habit shift? Yeah, so uh, Sean Young, uh, he's a PhD and he's the executive director of the University of California um, Institute for Prediction Technology. And he actually wrote a book. Um, he wrote a book called Stick With It. And the subtitle of that is A Scientifically Proven Process for Changing Your Life for good. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. So in this book, he talks all about, you know, changing your habits. And um, really, this book is helpful because he, he makes a distinction between three different types of behaviors. Um, so there are automatic behaviors, there's burning behaviors, and then there's common behaviors. And so, Mark, do you want to dive oh, into yeah. those a little well, bit? Well, first of all, 
thank you, Sh- Dr. Young, for uh, making it an alliterate or a uh, acronym ABC, yeah. right? Automatic burning in common. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so automatic. Uh, the first one is uh, something that you do without conscious awareness. So biting your nails, maybe interrupting people, or you know whatever it is, without you even being aware that it's happening. Mm-hmm. And then burning behavior is kind of the way that it sounds. It's this irresistible urge or kind of burning desire to do something. Yeah. So acting on these thoughts and feelings, it, it feels almost impossible to resist because it's just this burning desire. Um, and they're nearly automatic. So, you know, examples of this would be probably one that's a little too convicting for <laughs> at least you and I here in mm-hmm. this room and maybe some of our listeners is that need to check your you know, email right away or checking your email compulsively throughout the day. Or, or checking for, is there a new episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast yet yeah. every 15 minutes? Yeah, right? that could be mm-hmm. a burning, yeah. <laughs> burning desire. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, or even like a, a video game addiction or really right. most any type. Right. of addiction is mm-hmm. going to kind of fall underneath this burning category. Yeah. And then uh, common behaviors, these would be done repeatedly, consciously, at least part of the time. So you're, so you can kind of see we're kind of coming to the surface. One is automatic, unaware of it. Burning is, you know, we're aware of it, but we almost can't just, you know, we, we have to drop by the bar before we go home every day, that kind of thing. Uh, common behaviors we do consciously at, at least part of the time. And these are those common behaviors that most of us try to change. You know, they, they're not as deep-seated as automatic or burning behaviors. And um, you know, they don't cause the obsession like burning behaviors. Examples might be, oh, you know, a lack of motivation or excuses for not behaving in ways that you would know would be beneficial, like going to bed early or, you know, I know I should get to the gym this morning and I even laid out my clothes, but I'm just not going to do it, you know, or I just don't want to do it right now or eating healthier, that sort of thing. So that's A, B, and C. Uh, The next step, once you've identified the kind of behavior you're trying to uh, shift, is to identify the particular tool for changing that behavior. And once again, this guy's been really nice to us and given us an acronym. The the word is science. How how convenient is that? (laughs) Uh, The science model of lasting change. So Let's go over the uh, the letters of the word science and how each word, letter in that word represents a different um, behavior change or tool or leverage point where you can actually change the behavior you're trying to adjust. So, Holly, what's the first one? Mm-hmm. So, the first one here is uh, the S stands for step ladders. And so, kind of as you can imagine a step ladder, it is this um, way of just kind of little by little, you're moving forward, just kind of taking one step at a time up that step ladder um, using the model of steps, goals, and dreams. So, mm-hmm. you just kind of set um, set in front of you, you know, just little goals, and one by one, you achieve them. Next thing you know, you know, you're, you know, a mile above your original habit. So it's just kind of a little by little process. Great. Okay. So step ladders, taking those tiny little steps. Today, I'm going to eat one less donut than I ate yesterday. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the community is the letter C, the word community. So being around other people that you want to be like or do what they do, social support, and even social competition can foster change. You know, I, I think it's funny, you know, the runner's clubs, are the people who probably don't need to run. <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe uh, uh, getting around the runners might help you lose weight just by nature of hanging around them, right? Mm-hmm. What about uh, the letter I? 
Yep, so I stands for important. And really, this is just to make sure that whatever changes you're able to accomplish are going to last. So you have to make sure that, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, um, any of these changes are just really important to you. Oh, right. I mean, sure. obviously, yeah. people have more success cha- in, you know, kind of changing a pattern, changing their life when it's important to them. And if it's important, then, of course, that's when the stepladders and communities can help. But really, it all starts with um, it being important to you, kind of like we were talking about before. If it's important enough, you'll do something. If it's not, you won't do anything. There you go. Yeah, well, right alongside that one is uh, E for easy. You have to make this easy. Uh, People will do something if it's easier for them to do it than to not do it. Uh, You know, if you're already wearing your gym clothes when you wake up out of bed in the morning, it's actually harder to take those clothes off uh, and put on your street clothes or your your office clothes than it is just to go to the gym, right? Uh, Or, uh, you know, any other behavior. If you can make it just as easy as possible, in fact, easier uh, than if you find a shorter route home than the one that would take you past, you know, the, the bar or you know, the tech store that you always buy too much at, if you can find a different and even easier, less traffic way home, that might get you the behavior result you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, if you remove those barriers, it'll be as easy as possible to keep doing what you want to be doing. Yep. And then there's also neurohacks. And so really, these are just kind of little psychological tricks that um, sometimes can get people to kind of reset their brain by looking back on their past behavior. So we all know our minds play tricks on us. So let's use those tricks to our advantage. And mm-hmm. that can actually help us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, if you you know lay your, uh, you know, your, your uh, basketball, let's say next to the front door, uh, you have to literally kick it out of the way if you're not going to go to the basketball court and do some shots before gym, uh, before going to work that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just little neuro hacks like that. Or, you know, uh, setting it up so that when you get a pay raise uh, through your boss or whatnot, that you've already talked to HR and said, hey, I just want to put more of that into a different savings account. Anytime I get a pay raise, it's just going to go over here in this other savings account that I won't even see. Mm-hmm. Uh, those simple little neuro hacks where you're saving more tomorrow for example. Yeah. Um, and then C, the second C there is captivating. Captivating. People keep doing things if they're rewarded with things they need. So people will keep doing things if they feel rewarded for doing them. So, you know, after you go to the gym and you're trying to lose weight, let's say, what's something that would be just as rewarding as that nice mocha frappuccino? Uh, you know, what's something that you could do after the gym to reward yourself uh, for keeping with your long-term goal? Maybe it's taking a photo of yourself, you know, as you lose weight. Maybe it's, you know, hanging out with a friend at, uh, at the gym and having that special time. That also involves community, right? Mm-hmm. And what about the last one, the last E? Uh, that one is ingrained. And so ingrained, uh, this is the process that the brain uses to create lasting change. So mm-hmm. you do things over and over again. The brain rewards people for being repetitive and consistent. And it, that's when it becomes, you know, kind of a habit. Ingrained yeah. is, is kind of when you have finally, you know, kind of gotten into that rut like we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just making it every single day. Don't break the chain, as uh, um, Seinfeld would say. Jerry Seinfeld would is famous for saying, don't break the chain. If you make it, if you write a joke, today and tomorrow and seven days in a row, you don't want to break that chain. You write one little joke every single day, you know, uh, and I think there's certain apps out there that are pretty good at this. You know, if you hit your steps six days in a row, you really want to make that seventh day happen just to mm-hmm. make a, just keep that chain going. So get it ingrained for sure. Yep. Okay. So in just in the final moments we have here, again, automatic burning and common habits uh, and each of those 
tools that we just listed, the science acronym, uh, can help you with various of the various behaviors. So, for example, the primary tools that uh, Dr. Young uh, recommends for automatic or almost like unconscious habits, um, maybe sleeping into late or whatever is one, uh, is E for easy and E for ingrained. Those are the two primary tools that he recommends for that particular behavior set. So how do you easily change? How do you make it easy to change when you get up out of bed? Well, maybe you set up an alarm that pours some water on your face. <laughs> that makes it easy to get out of bed, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and make it ingrained. So maybe that means setting a, you know, setting a deal where your power goes out on your television at 8 o'clock at night. I don't know. Make it every single day and, and uh, even make a game out of it, right? How about uh, with B, burning behaviors, you know, those kind of automatic he also says that the primary thing you can do there is easy and ingrained. So the very same tips and mm-hmm. tools there. Uh, but he also says the very next thing after easy and ingrained is you could also throw in uh, some captivating and some neuro hacks. Uh, that would be kind of your second um, and tertiary you know, ways you could put those tools to work. So I don't know. Uh, can you think of any examples there, Holly, where you know a burning behavior like checking your phone as soon as you wake up how could we create a neuro hack or, you know, making it even more captivating, more rewarding to not look at our phone? Any ideas come to mind there? Yeah, I mean, well, you could always make it easy on yourself to not check your phone by keeping it far away from you. Oh, yeah, there you um, go. You mm-hmm. know, rather than keeping it in your pocket, that's, I mean, I think half of that is just, we don't even realize we're doing it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's literally yeah. a physical habit sure, sure. to just, we're not even, you know, it's subconscious. We just pull our phone out of our pocket. Mm-hmm. So if you can remove it from your pocket, you know, you're probably already halfway to achieving yeah. that goal mm. of, of making some change. Um, so you could just kind of leave it further away. Uh, you could lock it. You could turn it off so that it's not easy to turn it on. Um, you know, you could just turn it off for a little period of time and then turn yeah. it back on when you're done so that it, it's not easy to just click the button and see if anything popped up during that time. Um, you know, there's there's all sorts of different little fun tricks. That Lots you of neuro hacks. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking, too, about financial habits. If you find yourself going to, you know, a certain tech store or something and spending 500 bucks when you didn't really have it in your budget, maybe your neuro hack is you set a maximum daily limit on your debit or credit card so that you can't spend more than a hundred bucks without, you know, um, I don't know, someone, maybe your spouse is signing off on it, or maybe you have to call the bank and make it a real big deal to, to increase your limit for that day. So just a little self-limiting neuro hack there. And then finally, with common behaviors, uh, these would be uh, the best tools that he recommends is community. That's the number one place that he says go to when you are really needing to change a common Common behavior. So again, the runner's club is a perfect example when you're trying to lose weight. Anything on the financial side, Holly, that you would say for common behaviors, you know, that you could see community really helping with? Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of times it just comes down to, you know, who you surround yourself with. And so um, regardless of how you know, maybe individualistic you are or, um, you know, whatever the case may be, I think we always will kind of become a little bit 
at least a little bit like the people that we're around and we spend our time with. And so we'll we'll kind of pick up on their habits a little bit. Um, And so I think when it comes to financial habits, you know, surround yourself with people that you admire or respect their financial life. You Mm -hmm. know, maybe there's someone that you respect, um, you know, in, in how they've handled their situation, how they've handled their finances and what they've been able to accomplish. And so surround yourself with those types of people. Um, and then, you know, chances are that person has friends and that person has friends and, you yeah. know, get to know them too. And um, you might be surprised how, you know, some of the things that they'll say about what they're doing and, you know, you'll you'll probably start to adopt at least some of those patterns and habits yourself. Yeah, they say your net worth could be directly correlated to the five people you're closest to in their net worth. And uh, include in that, you know, resources, books, conferences, podcasts, you know, keep keep filling your heart and mind with uh, those that you'd like to be a little more like or that you feel like are on the right track for you. And uh, just know that you're, you're listening to this episode is helping in that regard, I hope. Uh, and that's our, our tremendous desire here. So, And so we want to thank you for that. Uh, thank you and congratulate you for reaching up and reaching out to become a better version of yourself. And so thank you for joining us for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.